When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. WRKS Pickens Jackson. It's all coming back. From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. And there it comes again. Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio. At ESPN 105.9. What is that? What is that? The Zone. Uh, Meltdown Monday brought to you by Superior Foundation. For all your foundation repairs, Superior, superior superior.ms. That's where you want to go if you have foundation issues. show is powered by Superior Foundation. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Hope you had a good weekend other than the baseball on the field. Goodness gracious, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Blake is live in the Bank Plus studio. We're streaming live on thezone1059.com. And the Out of Bounds radio app. Um, Our thoughts and prayers, Blake, to all the people affected with the storms in the state of Mississippi, from Rolling Fort to Amory and everywhere in between. Um, Amazing what is happening as far as people stepping up from churches and and charities and so on to come and support the the communities that were devastated over the weekend. And... Yeah, you look at everybody was able to see the the videos and some of the things that that played out. But our thoughts and prayers are with those families and those communities. And Mississippi will once again uh, stand up, show up, and show out to support uh, their brothers and sisters. Uh, we're streaming live on the Zone One Hundred Five Nine dot com and the Out of Bounds Radio app. Our Twitter handle at Bowbounds. And the Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. Steve Robertson will stop by on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line at 830. Steve Robertson, 830 on 105.9 The Zone, talking Mississippi State baseball. There are some other topics out there of interest. Um, you got major changes at Mississippi State in football. Uh, you, you have a new head coach, you have a new defensive coordinator, you have a new offensive coordinator. How much can you get, you know, installed and how comfortable can you get your players over 15 practices uh, before you hit the field again in August? Um, you do have a fourth-year starter at quarterback uh, and, and some nice pieces coming back. And I think you'll actually have a couple of dudes on defense for the first time since you've had Willie Gay. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how that looks. As for Ole Miss, all the chatters about the quarterback room, uh, 
And I know that that sells everywhere, and it really sells in Oxford. And there's an enormous amount of money that they have invested in one position where only one position where only one player plays at a time. But I would be asking the question: Can you find some playmakers? Because you didn't really have any last year, other than Judkins emerging on the ground, and even he got shut down late in the year. And what are you going to do on defense? Uh, you know, are you going to have to score 38 a game? <laughs> score 50, yeah. <laughs> and I know Ole Miss loves offense and loves scoring points. Um, but I, I think that's a major question mark as far as defense. Some people said, ah, oh, we'll get it in the portal in May. Probably not, actually. That's not how it works. So, um, you know, you, you may be able to pick up a piece or two that can come in in August and make the adjustment. But uh, – and Ole Miss's schedule flips. Some tough games early. Last year that seven-game stretch was something uh, that you just don't see a lot or ever. And the schedule totally flips on Ole Miss this year. Um, so they get a couple of warm-ups, but, but it gets real early for Ole Miss and their schedule. And they pull Georgia. And that just – that makes your schedule – 100 times more difficult because you already take one game off off the schedule with Bama especially at Bama but then you got to go to Georgia and and that's brutal so uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that um I don't think we do too many deep dives with spring practice I, I understand the chatter around the quarterback room at Ole Miss and the chatter around Zach Arnett as a first-year head coach at Mississippi State. Uh, however, eh, we'll see how it kind of trends here going into uh, spring games that most of you don't watch. Or if you do, you watch them on TV. Can, can I ask uh, you a question? Is You do get a good seat at a spring game if you go. I mean, <laughs> you can pitch a tent at the 50-yard line with four to eight of your good friends. Um, you know, we'll see. Blake, go ahead, man. Well, I was going to ask, um, it, at Ole Miss, you know, spending, I mean, whatever it is, let's say 500 per player, right? A million and a half average or a million and a half total, uh, in your QB room for three guys. And like you said, only one can play at a time. Um, maybe you need two paid QBs in, in a roster at any given moment because just the game is physical and things like that. I understand. Yeah. But, but probably not two where only one can play at the same time and now you have three. Is Ole Miss spending all this money in the QB room? It's like it's like buying a really nice engine and then because you spent all your money on an engine, you put it in like a you know really crappy beat up car with with bald tires and you know the brake barely works and the accelerator's jammed and you can't shift very well. It's like sweet, you got this great engine, but because you spent all your money there, you put it in a jalopy. What's it gonna do? I feel like that's I feel like that's where we might be with Ole Miss football. Is like, hey, you've got this sweet turbo engine in like Walker Howard or Spencer Sanders or or Jackson Dart, whatever. But because you spend all that money, you have no receivers. Your your running back room maybe not where you want it to be. Your defense is super weak. Like, if your hole doesn't function well, does it really matter that you spent all this money in one spot? Well, we've never seen this because, one, it wasn't legal. And then even 
the Blue Bloods haven't done this. I guess maybe they don't have to. I don't know. I don't know how to really gauge that. But where you're going as far as three quarterbacks that could all start at several dozen schools are all on campus at the same place. What will they find out about themselves and the other two guys over the next 15 practices? To the NFL would never to decide whether they stay or go. Yeah, the NFL would never do this. Like we talk about QB cap room and all this stuff. You can't. There's a reason you can't pay multiple QBs fat dollars and have all the good QBs, right? You have to spend money elsewhere. College football is heading towards that type of diagram where it's going to be, hey, you have a pseudo cap for your school. It's whatever your donate, whatever you can afford to spend. Here's your budget. I mean, this is like budgeting 101 for children. Here's your budget, Jimmy. You can buy toys or you can buy food or you can buy clothes, but you gotta you got to have it all so you figure out how to spend it. And I feel like right now Kiffin bought a lot of toys and the, the dinner table may be a little scarce come, come dinner time. Yeah. Well, I, we'll see. I mean, does he? he's now the $9 million man. It's all guaranteed. Uh, like you said, they raised a ton of money for one position. Uh, there were rumors that they missed out on some players in the portal because they had invested so heavily in that position. Uh, we'll see. It, 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 you like to have all that talent, but it probably doesn't make sense financially. Plus, if the rumors are true of, of barring to fill up your NIL coffer, that's not where you want to go. So um, we'll see how that, that shakes out. There will be an enormous amount of pressure on Kiffin to, to win and win big because of the, the contract. I mean, people started talking about it late in the year. And when he lost to, to Mississippi State in the bowl game, they're like, we're not paying $9 million for this. Well, we'll see how that looks. Now you got Georgia instead of Kentucky uh, this year. We are the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. Great steaks, bourbon, wine list, amazing appetizers, uh, six private dining rooms, and we'll go with the New York Strip, Pittsburgh, medium rare. At Kessler Prime and the Renaissance, visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. The show today, Meltdown Monday, brought to you by Superior. Superior Foundation for all your foundation issues, repairs. You want to call Superior. Go to Superior.ms. Also, the show is brought to you by Dallas Body Shop in Ridgeland. Collision Repair. Dallas Body Shop is number one when it comes to collision repair. Dallas Body Shop in Ridgeland. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. 
Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Uh, Blake, during the break, he said he will take over if asked uh, as the pitching coach at Mississippi State. I'd love to see you in the first practice. Oh, we would we would change the culture immediately. Yeah, it's going to be about uh, blue collar, hard work mentality. Uh, okay. First, first to arrive, last to leave. Uh, you got to want it more than your opponent. Uh, you got to have you got to have your head on a swivel and your pad level low, and we're going to attack the day. I like the attack the day part. Yeah, was that a good opening press conference? I mean, look, my, I can't promise you wins and losses. What I can promise you is we're going to be the hardest working team out here. Uh, we're going to attack the day every day. Uh, we're going to win each moment of the day. Each moment. We're going to win each moment. And if we win enough moments, uh, we're going to win the game. And uh, if we get knocked down, uh, we're going to get back up again. And if you chop our legs off, we're going to get back up again. And we'll crawl to the finish line and we'll bite your kneecaps off. Roll Tide. <laughs> You Sorry, just got, mixed in Dan got, Campbell. I got carried away. Sorry. A Walmart Alabama fan and Ed Ogeron all <laughs> in one bit. That is pretty damn good. You could have uh, I, I would have remortgaged my house to tell you that Chris Lamonis was not Ed Ogeron. Oh my gosh. I I I'd have lost so much money. I would have lost so much money. And people are really asking the question, how, how did you get? I think before Zach Selman does anything, he has to find out why. What happened? Yep. Because you know what's crazy about because that? Because making a change, we, we do this in life all the time. Making a change just to make a change. Yep. What, 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 why? why? Why are you where you are? I mean, you know, uh, I'm overweight. I drink too much. My job's not worth a damn. I'm not a value to this or I I need to do this or whatnot. Why? What how, how did you get here? And I you know the 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 real deep dive for Zach Selman and his uh the team around him is how did this happen? And then if you're gonna make a change how do you avoid this happening again? Here's what's interesting. John Cohen is not popular in the Mississippi State fan base. Really never was, which is a weird thing. I don't. I can't go into that again. I've done many rants on that, monologues. Um, now, is Cohen talented in some aspects of what he did? Yeah. I mean, you could debate his AD stuff. Obviously, the relationship piece, the fundraising piece, the NIL piece, not good. But... I think the one thing about Cohen, as I've been trying, I have, I've, I've gone on walks. I've been trying to figure that how did Chris Lamonis and this staff get here? Because I think Chris Lamonis is a talented person. Jake Gotro is a talented person. Fox Hall may not be great, but I know he knows the game. How did they get here? And then I thought about John Cohen. 
And as much as Cohen may not have needed to be an AD or had any business being an athletic director, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. The one thing about Cohen and Mississippi State baseball is it's a tough job. It is. Because the fan base and the attendance doesn't correlate to wins. I had to tell some guys that in the uh, right field lounge on Saturday. It has, it's like Ole Miss selling the Grove or how great Oxford is as a town. There's no correlation between that and winning football games. And that's tough to – because you want to be proud of that, and I get it. You want to be proud that foul pole to foul pole and, and in the chair backs, you have the most rabid, dynamic fan base in all of college foot, baseball. It's not close. It's not. It's not close at LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas. It's not close. But here's the deal. Cohen – he may be an SOB, and he may be .0001% SOB. But Cohen, his toughness and his FU, he had the ability to lead the baseball program like it's never been led before. Lamonis is more Ron Polk. I, mean, I hate to tell everybody. As far as, man, you talking about a great guy to have a beverage with? You talking about a dude who's got likability factor out of the roof? I mean, he's a kind dude, genuine dude. He'll, he'll. I mean, I've had nine, nine hundred conversations with him. Cohen had the ability to reboot, resurrect, modernize the baseball program while telling everybody in the fan base to f off. There is something to that in life. You do have to have those people many a times in organizations that other people don't like him or her, but they get it done. See, Cohen had the ability to understand the toughness component in the program. The absolute chip-on-your-shoulder, blue-collar component that you had to have. And, and let me give you something else that John did that some coaches can't do. No, a lot of coaches can't do at the high school, college, even NFL level. Cohen had the ability to block out the static and noise. Most people can't do that in life. Attorney, sales rep, CPA, teacher, coach, whatever. Cohen did not care what you were talking about. Cohen did not care what the boards were talking about. Cohen never went on the boards. Cohen didn't care about Twitter. If you're going to make a change, you're going to have to, first of all, know how you got here. And you've got to know that in the next couple of weeks. And then you've got to also go find someone who has the toughness component to lead this program where the expectations are insane, but where you, you are not the number one recruiter in the sport, even though you have the most and biggest rabid fan base. Does that make sense? There's no correlation between fan attendance and wins. There's no correlation between we're the number one place to tailgate and football wins. None. It doesn't correlate. Cohen's the only coach in the history of your program who understood that. And didn't shy away from the expectations. I think Lamonis understood the spotlight and the magnitude of the job. But you can't get it all until you get in it. Cohen understood it. Embraced it. And even when people were saying Cohen couldn't win the way he wanted to win, he did. Because in year three, he was in a super regional. And in year five, he was playing for the national championship, in which you had never done as a program. 
I, I this is going to sound ri- ridiculous. I almost wonder if Lamonis is too nice. And there's more to it than that. And I understand it's more nuanced and it's more layered. But it's just those are my thoughts. Blake? Yeah, my my first thought when you look at some such a fall from grace because again, it's a it, it it's like he fell you know, 10 skyscrapers worth of distance, but he did it overnight, not gradually, like we see so many programs do. Almost always, I look to, well, there has to be an off-the-field issue. Freeze, off-the-field, all the the stuff that then led to the just drop-off, right? Ed Orgeron basically, you know, started dating co-eds and became a party animal, off-the-field stuff, right? I don't get the Lamonis piece because I think where you and I went when we first met him, even before the title... And it's similar to the, what we got from Mike Bianco for 20-plus years now is you just said, hey, this guy's going to do it the right way, and he may not always win titles. He may never win one, but he's going to do it the right way and be successful and win at a high level because he's he's not an airhead, an, an, an idiot, someone who's caught up in the off-the-field stuff. And yet right. here we sit. less. It's not even two years. We're not even two years from a national title, and... I, don't, I mean, I, I hate to use the word dead man walking, but it's the sense of, I mean, you listen to the post-game press conferences, you look at the vibe, you look at the atmosphere, and it just feels like, if, if, I mean, it feels like they're six feet under and the dirt's piling up. Yeah, I don't think there's a way out, but I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not usually like that if you've listened to this show the last five years, 10 years, 15 years. I, I don't think there's a way out. Um. But there could be. There could. I don't think so. Um, all right. The Out of Bounds Show Meltdown Monday brought to you by Superior Foundation for all your foundation repairs. Superior.ms. Also, it was good to see the Cypress Depot crew this weekend. Woo! Talking about taking your home to another level with all the products that they offer. Cypress Depot. CypressDepot.com and Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. Steve Robertson next. It is a uh, an absolute and total meltdown in Starville right now. The fan base is on the edge and the ledge over what has happened to this baseball program since June 20th or whatever, 2021. And they're now 0-6 in the league. They're not competitive. And they'll host South Carolina, who is uh, second in ERA in the SEC. And the turnaround's quick. Uh, you'll play a non-conference game tomorrow night. And then you get to play South Carolina Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You also have a new young athletic director who's super sharp and charismatic. Uh, but the task, he may have a big decision to make in less than 60 days because this program and squad at Mississippi State is not going to the SEC baseball tournament for the second year in a row. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, Steve Robertson joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Steve Robertson, Hale State Insider, 247 Sports Jeans page, goes to all the games, knows the coaches like I do, and knows even more about the uh, the players and the personnel and whatnot. But uh, the bottom line is this is trending in the wrong direction. 
Uh, Steve, what's next for this Mississippi State baseball program as it becomes a bigger dumpster fire every week? Well, perhaps it's football season. Um, you know, and that's the thing that's so frustrating for so many people is you look forward to this all year and you wanted to believe last year was the you know anomaly. You know, you can say, well, you know, you had some major injuries on the pitching staff and, uh, you know, you lost big players like T.A. and Rowdy. And so you give a little grace and, you know, it's one thing to have a bad weekend. And it's even worse to have what we had this past weekend. And, and, and people will say this is hyperbole, but it's not. But we could have pulled nine kids out of the student section and gotten beaten 26 to 3. You know, and that's the thing you look at that just absolutely drives you crazy. It's like, okay, you went up to Kentucky, it was bad weather, maybe you got slapped in the face, but your 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 counterpunch is to go out there and have an even worse weekend in many respects. Uh, I guess Vanderbilt at home in front of your home fans, and then you had thir- nearly 13,000 people show up there Saturday. I mean, it's not like, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the social media commentary, but I mean, the Bulldog fans showed up thinking, hey, our team needs us. We need to be here to support this program and support what we love in our tradition. And people show up, and, and they watch their team get beat, what was it, 25 to 3, whatever. I, I forget now. You know, it's like it's – I can't keep up. I think Vanderbilt just scored again. You know, it's just – it's so incredibly frustrating and disappointing for everybody that loves Mississippi State baseball. I don't think there's a solution, Steve. So – and maybe you do. Uh, if you do lay it out for us, if you don't think there's a solution either, then where does this go the next uh, seven or eight weeks? Because they're, I don't believe they're going to the SEC baseball tournament, which means they're not going to postseason play for the second year in a row. Well, I mean, you can't pull up the tent and go to the house. I mean, you've got eight more weekends you know, to play. You, so you, you can't just, okay, we're just going to go through the motions here you got to figure some things out. I, I said this last week on your show, and I know there's some people out there that say, oh, well, you know, Nate, Nate Dome didn't do well. You know, listen, Nate Dome went out there and competed. He faced SEC hitters for the very first time. He center cut some fastballs, and he paid for it. He'll be better for the experience. He's a whole lot better than some of the other stuff you've been trotting out there, and I think Nate gives you the best chance to win, and I, and I think you got to make some some incredible decisions this week. You know, Gerangelo is going to be great in time. And that's the way, the way I look at this thing. It's like, hey, if you're not playing for much this year, you got to start playing for next year. My rotation would be Gerangelo, Dome, and Lofton. Because, number one, I think those are your three most talented starting pitching pitchers. And if I'm, if I'm going to go out there and get beat, I'm going to invest in the future with these guys. Uh, but the reality of it is, is that, um, you know, State struggles with those strikes. And it's it's up and down the staff. You know, you know, Nate. You know, won't only walked a couple. But you know, my point being is, what we're seeing here with state pitching is if they nibble, they walk the ballpark. If they pound the zone, they get hit. They get hit hard. And so there is clearly something wrong with the way Mississippi State is approaching pitching. And you don't need to be some insider to know that. Okay, so what? This doesn't happen in college baseball, Steve. You and I have been covering SEC sports for a long time. Coordinators get fired during the season in the South. Hell, coaches get fired. Head coaches get fired during the season. But but coordinators get let go all the time because you have so many assistant coaches. You can bump up your D-line coach or your wide receivers coach, put them in as OC or DC, and then call the plays the rest of the year. Or maybe a head coach slides over. This is a different deal. Like I can't come up with LSU, Florida, Auburn, uh, South Carolina, firing a pitching coach in the middle of the season. 
is do you think that Chris Lamontis will make a change with Scott Foxhall this week? And if not, do you think it's in play? And then how would you do that because you because of the archaic numbers for assistant coaches, you don't have another five assistant coaches with another one specializing in pitching. Do you see where I'm going there, Steve? Oh, absolutely. And I think you're exactly right. No, I don't think you make a change this week. I know that you know there's a lot of people out there that want to see amazing and instant change, and they want there to be some accountability and some consequences. But because of the reasons you described, I mean, you know, college baseball is not funded. You know, and so you know, as a result, you know, Monmouth gets the same vote that Mississippi State and LSU get when it comes to D1 baseball matters, and so they're they're not going to you know vote for to add staff. It took us forever to get the volunteer assistant coaching position uh, fully funded, and that just happened this year. But yeah, you're right. On football, I mean, you've got an army of QC analysts, and you've got you know coordinators, and there's and these nowadays you got co coordinators and. Run game coordinators, you got a lot of different people that can handle play call and responsibilities. It's just not like that in college baseball. And, uh, you know, barring a scandal, you just don't see those type of decisions made, you know, in, in season. And so, and I don't expect there to be any changes to the coaching staff. And again, I, I, I see the same results everybody else does. And, and the, you know, I guess the difference is other people can turn the TV off and, or go fishing or go cut the grass. I mean, I'm, I'm there, you know, and so, you know, the reality of it is, is that, um, it is a long season, but it looks like it's going to be a very, very long season. And you know, at this point, the best hope if you're a Mississippi State fan is that, hey, some of these young catchers and young pitchers, uh, you know, catch fire and give you some optimism, you know, for next year, no matter who the coach is. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, State is absolutely not competitive on the mound. And you, you say, I, I saw some people yesterday said, oh, you know, we didn't compete at the plate either. Hey, you get 10 hits and five runs in an SEC baseball game, you expect, you expect to be competitive in that ball game. You don't expect to go up there and give up two dozen runs. Uh, let's say they go five and twenty-five, which I think they'll be somewhere in there, maybe six and twenty-four. But at that point, what do we do? What are you doing? Seven and twenty-three. I mean, it's all the same thing. Uh, I, all right. Most of the time, very successful coaches, Steve, Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds Show or national championship coaches get an opportunity. And, again, I go back to football, okay? If things don't go right, you have an opportunity to let the D.C. go or let both the O.C. and D.C. go and try to bring in some new blood and figure some things out. If this thing goes 7-23, and 23, do, does Lamonis even get that opportunity? Or, or does that step get skipped and everybody's gone? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I don't know that anybody has a real answer for that. You know, you know, a couple of days ago, I would have said you yeah, absolutely not. You know, right. that, that, I mean, that Lamontis would absolutely get the opportunity to have another year to ride the ship. I mean, absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that, you know, it's like, yeah, it's two weekends into the season. They're like, Steve, there's no way I can live through two more months of this, right? And so you know, if, I, I think at this point, you've you got to say, okay, let, let's take the the realistic approach here that, yeah, we're just two weekends into this, but they have been absolutely terrible. They've been two of the worst weekends in Mississippi State baseball history. I mean, right? I mean, let's just call it for what it is, right? And so that cannot continue. And so, yeah, you're two years removed from a national championship. I actually did the research last week after you and I talked. It's never happened in college baseball. You've never seen a coach fired two years, and then two years of winning a national championship. It'd be unprecedented for that to happen. 
I think Christian Mullis has built up some grace. But the, the, the problem that you have is think about how bad things are today. If you have a 6-24 and 24 season, just imagine all of that grace and any currency you've built up is going to be gone. You do have a first-year athletic director, right? Uh, so, you know, that guy didn't come in looking to make a move at this point. And uh, I don't know if he even has a short list together of potential candidates. I don't know Zach Selman's thinking. But uh, I know this is a fan base that's not going to stand for it. You know, and, and that's the one thing Mississippi State fans can always poke their chest out about has been baseball. And when you don't have baseball, you feel like you have nothing. Yeah. Okay, so, well, first of all, if I'm Zach Selman, I do start to put together the, the short or a list, just because that's what you're paid to do. Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, Steve, how did they get here? That That's the question uh, that I think Zach Selman has to find out why they're in this spot before he makes a move or doesn't make a move and giving whether he gives Lamonis one more year or whether he decides there's a change. How did they get here? Steve? That's a great question. And that's a question that I've posed to a lot of people in college baseball. I'm like, hey, you know, maybe I'm too close to this. You know, we all see the same results. Did you see this coming? You know, and it's like last year, but it's like, no, absolutely not. You know, I mean, I thought that there were some people that even thought State may have a chance to get back to Omaha and potentially compete for a repeat last year. And so, but last year, people were shocked. You know, this year, they're picked dead last in the West. You know, some. And I had some people that uh, that, I, that I trust, and they said, hey, the evaluation piece at Mississippi State is missing something. It's it's simply missing something. You you got guys that don't have a history of being strike growers. You got some interesting pieces offensively, but there's not enough of that to overcome, you know, anemic pitching. And that that's the thing that I consistently hear when talking to other people is that this is a staff that has prioritized velo over strike throwing. Now, I've gone back and done all the analytics myself, but, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a staff walking people with the same frequency. And it's like I see these ERA numbers, and it's just mind-boggling to, to see Mississippi State's name associated with that. And, and I asked Chris Simonis on Saturday in press conference. They said, you had some pretty special dudes on that pitching staff in 2021. You got some younger guys that you feel really good about that have some special qualities. Why aren't there guys in between that? Why is there a gap right. between what you had and what you have? Why aren't there more guys? And they don't have to be Landon Sims, but why aren't there more guys out there that, that can be competitive in the Southeastern Conference? And I think that's the big question. I think that's the question that's got to be answered before anything else really matters. I agree. So, yeah, you've got this massive gap of guys who can't get it done on the mound. And so, outside of your younger guys, your best your best dudes a transfer in dome is what you're saying, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you feel listen, Gerangelo and Bradley Lofton, those guys are going to be elite. Sure, they are. They absolutely are. And to ask them to grow up and be able to handle this as quickly as we're going to have to is probably not fair to them. But I think they'll be better for it in the long run. I think they'll be better for it next year. Uh, they're going to learn how to get SEC hitters out, and they're going to they're going to have some balls too that leave the yard. It's going to be embarrassing. That'll probably make Sports Center. But you know, if this is the year you're going to have, you get to take your lumps with the younger guys. You don't owe anybody else anything. I mean, you know, the loyalty is to Mississippi State baseball. 
So the, you know, the loyalty is to the tradition and expectations of Mississippi State baseball. Uh, any promises that we made in recruiting to anybody else, well, that's, that's, that takes a back seat to all of that. It's about what is best for Mississippi State baseball. And if this season is going to go in the tank, as it certainly looks to be heading in that direction, there's no evidence to support any other line of thinking. you got to throw your most talented guys, and that's the younger guys, and you got to start building the next year, whether you're the coach or not. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds Show. We had people on our agup.com text line saying, yeah, but how do you miss at this level, Steve? If you're, if you're a Power 5 pro- program like Mississippi State, and you got the resources, you got the commitment. Oh, and by the way, from two, John Cohen rebuilt and modernized the program that had been run into the ground. From 2010 to 2021, they were a top 10 program for the first time in the history of college baseball. Were they good under Ron Polk? Yes. Were they ever top 10? No. For any, any substantial stretch of time. But Cohen rebuilt it, handed it off a couple of times. It, it stayed afloat. How have you gone from a legitimate top 10 program from 2010, you know, Cohen's first Super Regional at Florida, to the national championship, to a fall-off like this, Steve, where you're not even competitive and you wouldn't be competitive in in the Sun Belt and some of the other conferences that are several tiers below you? Yeah, that that's the, the $25 million question, isn't it? I mean, it's like, how, how does this happen? And we've had this discussion before on and off the air. How does Mississippi State, a top 10 program, one, one, and I've done the math historically, by my metrics, probably a top 15 program historically in the history of college baseball. How does a program with that pedigree not have a true bona fide shutdown weekend starter? How does that happen? I mean, that to me is the most, what befuddles me the most, is how did Mississippi State, baseball get into a position where you're having the kind of pieces together on the weekend and now we're you know six weeks into this thing and okay we're taking our ace reliever and we're going to try him there and we've got a freshman going this day you know that should never happen at mississippi state you know last year you have all these injuries well yeah you've got to make some adjustments you've got to piece some things together but you've got the benefit of the portal now and that's the thing that i go back to i begin to think you mean to tell me you couldn't go find a sure enough Shut down guy from a G5 program or a guy perhaps it was a Sunday guy at a Power 5 program. You know, obviously, you can't go shopping and tampering, but you're Mississippi State, a year removed from a national championship. Why wouldn't guys be just falling over themselves to want to come pitch here in front of these crowds and be a part of this program and go compete with a chance to go to Omaha? My honest belief is I think they put so many eggs in Paul Skeen's basket and when it didn't work out, they didn't have that opportunity to pivot really go get somebody else. And I think that's really cost them right now. Okay, so he's got five home games coming up. And South Carolina has the second-best ERA in the league, as you know, Steve, behind Vanderbilt. And so they're back. Uh, they left the, the party for a long time after Ray Tanner. And, and they're back, and they look to be loaded, and they're 6-0. and And if they get swept this weekend, where does that leave? Where does that leave Dr. Mark Keenum, Zach Selman, Mississippi State baseball, Chris Limonis on Sunday. Well, again, I don't think it's going to be any change. I think I think it, it leads to a box full of emails from angry fans that love Mississippi State baseball that give an awful lot of money and time and emotional energy uh, for this baseball program, you know. And uh, I think that's the thing you look at is like 
that's the stuff that weighs on you after a while, right? I mean, it's like, okay, if you go out there and win a ball game or two on a weekend, then all of a sudden, okay, my inbox is not going to be as full on Monday. But then you go through a situation where it continues to be this drip, 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 drip. You know, at some point, people are going to be like, I got to do something about this. I can't continue to, to go through this personally. I know it's part of the gig, but Mississippi State baseball has always been something that people have had a lot of pride in. And, and uh, yeah, people are just not going to sit back. Bo, you and I both know a lot of people that give a ton of money to Mississippi State and specifically to baseball. We both know that. They're not happy. Now, there are some people out there that will tell you, hey, we just got to be patient. We've got to be patient. But even their patience is wearing thin, you know. And so it would be one thing if last year you were a – Maybe you're a road regional team and you got upset. People would say, well, you know, okay, well, this this was bound to happen. But the reality of it is, is when last year happens and then all of a sudden it appears to be cascading in a, in a negative direction even further and you had the benefit of the portal and you had a top 10 recruiting class. Now, when you've got dudes and you don't have results, then people say, well, you know what, you got to be coaching. There's okay. not a lot of variables there. No, it's not. We'll get into uh, – and I think the freshman class will get hard – Poach, that's going to be a tough deal if there is a change made um, because you've got to keep Highfield, Gerangelo, Lofton, and and uh, some of the other guys. As far as Foxhall, did did he make the majority of the calls on, on what pitchers they recruited, or was it Foxhall and Gotro, kind of a split? Or no, Foxhall well, took that yeah. and – it's been, it's been it's been a community type deal. I mean, like you know, that's the thing that that staff, to their credit, they don't go out and have these rogue decisions on recruiting. It's, there is a consensus opinion: Does this kid fit our culture? Does he have the skill set compete in the Southeastern Conference? And so it's not like it's an outlier where, you know, everybody's shopping for their own groceries. I mean, everybody's involved in in that process. And so, but I think the evaluation piece is something that. Uh, you know, it's something that's got to be looked at. I mean, it's like you look around this conference, and we look at Arkansas, right? I mean, Arkansas is always good pitching. In some years, they're dominant with pitching. Yeah. But they never have these bad years, right, where they just run out of pitching unless there's injuries. And even now, Arkansas has lost, what, four pitchers they were counting on the weekend and still playing competitive baseball. Yeah, you know, that that's the position Mississippi State should always be in, too. I don't – Steve Robertson on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line Boneyard Podcast – I, I find it hard to believe that Lamonis couldn't evaluate and recruit all the years he spent under Dan McDonald. I, so, again, I, I'm still trying to scratch around here. I know you're you're asking the same questions, but good hell, how do you miss on this many guys? I mean, some people are putting the numbers together on both your board and other and 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 other platforms, and, and you're looking at two dozen guys. How do you miss on that many over not just one class? I'm talking about on the mound. How do you miss on – that's hard to do, Steve. It is. It's hard to fathom. You know, and then you have uh, Mikey Tepper leave and then go to Liberty and, and go shove against Southern Miss, you know. And so, you know, it's like when you see some of these guys go somewhere else and begin to kind of find it, you know, it's like it, it makes you question the developmental piece. You know, you begin to ask yourself, okay, well, clearly we evaluated this kid correctly, but we did, we weren't in a position to get it out of him. You know, and it's like you look at, uh, you know, Eric Sarantola. You know, that's a guy that, that – has a lot of physical skill, but it never came together here at Mississippi State. Perhaps it will for him in the minors. You know, Brandon Woodruff went through that here, too. I mean, it's not like it's an anomaly with his staff, but there's some guys that develop at different rates. But 
it's it's amazing to think that you're having to rely so much on first year players to go out there and compete because the guys you've recruited and developed can't consistently throw strikes. All right, and then there's the flip side. Maybe they're not missing. Maybe they're hitting on guys that they want, and they're just not coached or developed the right way once they get to Mississippi State. I got one minute. Yeah, that's all part of it, too. I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, this is a results-based business. There is a scoreboard that determines who wins and who loses. Everything else is just details, right? Either you win or you lose. And it's like I get so aggravated, people are like, well, I wish they'd ask this question. Guys, it doesn't matter what's said in, postseason, in, a, in a post-game press conference. It, it matters not. Well, I wish he'd take some accountability. What does it matter? Just go win the ball game. Just go win the game. It is amazing, and Emory Ballard told me this years ago. When you win, everything is better. The water is cleaner, the grass is greener, and your girlfriend is prettier. It doesn't. The rest of it doesn't matter. The rest of it just details, and I, and I cover this for a living. It's amazing how funny Mike Leach was when State was winning. And then other people, he was annoying when they're losing. It's the same sure. thing with the Slamonis thing. It's like, you got to go win the ball game. You win the ball game, you get grace. You lose the ball game, you're bummed. That's just how life works. That's what sports is about. You win or you lose. You don't win enough, you get fired. Period. And you can't you can't just drive it off a cliff. You could be a road regional team and people would be okay because of what you've done. Absolutely. But, uh, Absolutely. You, you, yeah. All right. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Steve yeah. Robertson, Boneyard Podcast, 247 Sports Scenes page. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Also, grab lunch at Bulldog Burger today. That interview brought to you by the amazing burgers, appetizers, sandwiches, great selection of craft beer at Bulldog Burger Lake Harbor in Ridgeland, Bulldog Burger in Startville, and Bulldog Burger in Tupelo. Good morning. Welcome in on a Meltdown Monday. It is powered by Superior Foundation. For all your foundation repairs, superior.ms. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.